Today's show is pre-recorded. Everybody, y'all listen to the voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Uh, got a radio show. Yep. Yep. Sometimes that's all I can say. <laughs> yep. Man. How far I've come is really unbelievable. But you know, I finally figured it out, man. God allowed uh me to have the life I've had so that I can become experienced at so many different things. And in this experience, when I'm talking and sharing with people, I will be able to relate to a lot of different circumstances. Not exact, but just the circumstances, you know. You know, if a person comes to me and they say, man, I've been down and out. Okay, well, I know what that is. Man, I, I didn't I didn't have any direction. Okay, got that, been there. Man, at one point in time, man, I just kept piling mistake on top of mistake. Okay. So, you know, uh, I think what I'm trying to say to everybody is when you're going through life and life is dealing the cards that it deals, I want you to understand that life deals everybody these cards. The disappointment card, the setback card, the failure card, the mishap card, the unexpected misery card. Everybody going to get the grief card. Everybody going to get the rash of bad decision card. Everybody going to get them. Understand that going in, that everybody is going to get these cards. It's how you play them, though. You know, uh, from time to time, one more time, it's how you play them. 
Uh, you know, from time to time when I'm watching TV, I, I love to watch the uh, World Series of Poker. I like watching poker tournaments on TV because it, it's it's really weird, re, re, weird what's happened to sport to to poker. They're actually trying to call it a sport, you know, and it's the everyday guy that doesn't have to be athletically inclined to anything, who has a shot of winning a title if they play their cards right. The best poker players in the world don't have the best hands. They just make the best plays. I've seen guys win a hand with 9-2 in their hand. That's nothing. And win their hand because they knew the bluff. They knew the odds. They calculated risk. They made the stakes higher than the other person was willing to pay. They gave off the illusion that they had something when in actuality they had nothing. So what I what I enjoy about poker and watching it is that these people, these people here, play the hand they dealt. And it ain't always a good hand. But it ain't whether your hand is good. And it ain't whether you're going to get dealt bad cards or not because you're going to get dealt some bad cards. Everybody ain't finna get two bullets in their hand. You ain't finna get two aces when you get dealt, uh, you know, when you play a draw poker. Some of your cards going to be nothing, but you got to turn that nothing into something. So when you get dealt these cards in life, it ain't the fact that you getting keep getting them dealt. I was talking with a young person yesterday, and uh, we were talking and we keep having the same conversation over and over and over. And they could not understand why they were not moving forward. But I said, you don't understand. Every time we talk, we have the exact same conversation. It is simply because you keep getting your cards and you playing them the same way. See, until you make a conscientious, uh, conscious decision to do something different, the results will continue to be the same. See, here's, here's, here's the way this works. When you're dealt the disappointments in life, it's how you handle the disappointments that determine the outcome and who you are. Because everybody going to be disappointed. Everybody going to lose a loved one. Everybody going to make a bad decision. Everybody going to wake up one morning and have done something they regretted. Everybody going to get caught at the wrong time. Every everybody going to make a mistake. It ain't just you. It is how you play your cards when they get dealt to you that determine who you are. Now, how do I play my cards better? First of all, it's a mindset. Quit looking at everything as just the end when it happens to you. Oh, Lord, woe is me. No, everybody got your circumstances somewhere. It ain't, oh, woe is me. It's, hold on, man, okay? Let me play this out to see how God done connected this to something else. See, soon as a person have a setback, what's the first thing a lot of people do? They go straight negative. I can't seem to get a break. I can't seem to move forward. Hold on, man. Do you realize this could be connected to something? See, you got to understand, man, that this thing is all connected, that you're not having these mishaps and these spills and accidents and falls for no reason. It's so you can become experienced at them. So when he takes you to the next level, when it happens again, you have no how and how to handle it. If you keep throwing yourself off the cliff every time something happens, you're just going to be a cliff diver. Man, stop tripping yourself out. I was talking to this young person. I kept saying, and, and you know what they tried to tell me? I'm trying to stay positive, but the people around here, they just killing that. Oh, I see. 
So when you learn something and you know something, you don't take ownership of it. You allow other people to come into what you know and believe and shake it loose from you. I don't care who you are, you're not doing me like that. Here's the deal. I have a gift that was given to me from God. That is the gift of comedy. That's what I've done. I've made the bulk of my living on that skill set right there. There are comedians who are supposedly friends of mine who I've worked with who get around in huddles with one another and they say, man, Steve really ain't funny. I don't see what they be laughing at. He ain't funny to me. He wasn't the funniest king to me. Excuse me. You're irrelevant in this conversation. Because irregardless as to how you feel about me, there are people think that I'm knocked down, kill over funny. But more importantly, I own the gift that God gave to me. I take ownership of his blessing. Because you don't think it's so, you ain't taking that from me. Stop letting people steal your joy. Stop letting people take what you're supposed to know. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kind person at heart. Man, you ain't nothing. Now you sitting here going, man, I guess I ain't. What, what you tripping for? You are a kind person. Own that. Take ownership of it. Stop letting things God has given you be taken away from others. The devil is a cold player, and he got cold players working for him, just shaking, just taking stuff from you. You know, I'm a hard worker. I really am intelligent. You stupid. Man, I thought I was a hard worker, man. They came in here and said I was stupid, man. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What? Excuse me. You're a very bright person. Hey, y'all, take ownership. When God gives you something, blesses you with a gift, a talent, a skill set, a mindset, own it. Don't let people come in here and take it from you, man. Okay, I probably shouldn't have went there. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. It is morning time. Uh, the sun is up parts of the world. The sun is always shining in the hearts of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It matters not, for we are here to get you through this day. Laughter, levity, love, information, and encouragement. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Let's get it on. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Good morning. Looking good. I like that shirt. Thank you. Carla Pharrell. <laughs> good morning. Looking fly. What's up, Steve Morris? What up, Junior? Morning, Unc. Best mentor in the world. What's happening, man? Nephew Tommy. Doggy down. Rolling. Top, top. Rolling. Rolling yeah. down the river. Rolling on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah Thursday, man. This weekend been blowing by for me, but it's. <laughs> you back to tape it. Because you're back, yeah. <laughs> you it don't agree. It ain't blue by yet. <laughs> I get it. Do I'm need it to get the blowing, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, today, yeah. one more day. Man, let me tell you something. The mm-hmm. other day on Family Feud, we mm-hmm. had to bring this family back from uh, Woodbury, Georgia, black family, mm-hmm. that had won last year, but the last day of the season was the last show they won, and the next show they were supposed to play for a car, but we was out of the season. Oh. So we brought them back the other day. Mm-hmm. Boy, <laughs> these are my people right here. 
Yeah, These people so country, man. That's what I like. <laughs> I love this family right here. So it was it was a whole lot of stuff. First of all, the boy named Edmund had bought a suit from a store down there in Woodbury called Broadway. Uh-huh. Boy, it was the shiniest red and black suit I've ever seen. It had metallic flowers on it. Oh, it was a whole oh, it was definitely a knockoff. <laughs> and he found some red sparkle shoes. Yes. Mm. Crystals Ooh. on them. Uh-huh. Boy, this boy was so clean. This was my dude. The boy, he Would was you country. bring them out like that? They so the question you. was, may something that always makes food taste better. And Edmund, hot sauce. Oh, <laughs> hey. Come yeah, on, Edmund. Baby. I yes. dropped yeah. in the flow. <laughs> I, I dropped in the flow. Yeah. You know, He's good right. and hell well. Hot sauce ain't gonna be up there on Family Feud. Uh-uh. <laughs> the chance of him asking a hundred black people from down south that question is still. Yeah. Boy, he said hot sauce, I dropped in the floor. <laughs> so, but boy, if I could tell you later uh-huh. on in this show, what they won the game, they won the car. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. But good. the funniest fast money round I've ever been involved with in the history of Family Feud. Really? Jessica, I don't know how I'm going to tell y'all this without ruining the surprise. All right. Uh, I'll think coming... of something. Maybe I, maybe I won't. Okay. All right. Coming up in 32 minutes after Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Time now for Ask the CLO. This one is from Cynthia, Cynthia in Philly. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Cynthia says, my mother and father have been married for 38 years and I'm their only child. My dad cheated and had two sons by a woman that he dated for 15 years. My mom knew and chose to stay with him. I'm engaged to be married and I'm still traumatized by what my father did to us. I've asked him to go to therapy with me, but he refused to and uh, said I am being dramatic. I feel like my trust issues with my fiance are because of what my dad did. How can I get closure on this if my dad isn't willing to help me? Well, Mm. I mean, I don't know anything about therapy, so I'm not an expert at this, but if you're going to go to therapy, then you can go and get closure yourself. Your father not. Men don't really do closure. You can go to therapy therapy. and get uh, closure yourself. But I have a suggestion for you. You know, what your father did was a mistake, a horrible mistake. He knows it. Your father has to own up to that. The fact that you know that his mistake is causing you to have trust issues with your fiance, you're very aware of that. Now, when you go to the therapist, you're going to tell your therapist that. They're going to repeat it back to you, and it may be of some good help to have you hear it back. I'm not knocking therapy at all because therapy works for a lot of people. But this is a situation where you, if you would just forgive your father, have you ever tried forgiving him? Well, she didn't mention that. You know, that's that's a big part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like Bishop Jakes always said, you know, not forgiving a person is like you sipping the poison waiting on him to die. You're traumatized by what he did to y'all. Your mother has moved on past it, dealt with it. And I think that you're going to have to find a way to do the same thing. Now, if you think you need therapy, 
I recommend that you go and have therapy. Okay. All right, Cynthia. But I'm just telling you, you you should just forgive your father. You have two brothers. You got them. Look, try to look at the upside. Your mother kept her family together. There is an upside to this. But you keep looking at the damage that's done. And obviously closure, you've baby. managed to get through it, but you need closure. Okay? My yeah. suggestion is close it. But you may need therapy to do yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with the therapy. You're right. All right, Harrison in London, all the way from London, writes, For the past three years, I've been living with a woman that is six years younger than I am, and she wants to have a big wedding and two children. I enjoy her company, and we have a great sex life, but I'm not in love with her. We met and had sex on the first night, and she moved in with me four months later. I tried to fall in love, but it's just not there. I don't want to marry this girl, and I hate to break her heart, but I can no longer fake it with her. How can I end things with her respectfully, and should I be honest? That's from Harrison. You have to be honest. If you don't love a person, you got to be honest about that. You have to be honest. No matter, no matter how much it hurts. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think you have to be honest in this case. I just can't live a lie. I'm not in love with you the way I should be for us to move this relationship forward into marriage. I, that's not what I want. And I'm sorry, but I'm not in love with you. And I don't think it, in your best interest to move forward with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell you lived in the house that long, dog. <laughs> Six years? For the past three years, she's six years younger than he is. Uh, three they've years. Lived they've lived together for together. three years. That's still a That's long too time. Long. And he ain't in love. Li- I, I can't live with you and I ain't in love with you. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. Yeah. And if you think that's hard, get married. Marriage what? just multiplies everything. Yes, it does. Yes, if you're happy, does. it can multiply that. If you're sad, it can multiply that. If you're with the wrong one, it can multiply that. If you're with the right one, it'll multiply that. <laughs> Marriage is the great multiplier. Everything <laughs> times 10. Yeah. Man, get out, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that you said for him to be honest, though. I'm impressed with that. Uh, well, on. this is the one. See, lying it's going to get him deeper in the hole. Look, mm-hmm. I love you. And then she going to remain hopeful. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, leading her for that big yeah. wedding and that family. See, All right. out. Then he yeah. want out. Okay. You can get out with the truth. You don't even need a lot. Ooh, okay. I'll tell I'll you if you did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Moving on, Cassandra in Tyler, Texas says, I'm a 40-year-old woman and I'm dating a married man that lives in the neighboring city. I work at a bank and he does a lot of banking with us so I can watch his accounts. I noticed that a large sum of money was wired to an account in his town. I Googled that person and found her Facebook page. She looks younger and she's definitely in shape and loves high heels and weave. Should I ask him if he's cheating with her or do you think it'll mess up uh, what he had, what he and I have going on? Are what? you serious? What? Yeah. You want to ask him, is he cheating with her? Ain't you cheating with him? Uh, yeah, he's married. <laughs> he's a cheater. Yeah. What you think he doing? That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, what, what you tripping for? <laughs> doing him. Do I think it'll mess up what you have? You ain't getting no large sum of money, are you? Mm-mm. Where your heels at in your weed? Ooh, hello. <laughs> She's all in his account and everything. 
Maureen in, in Columbus, Ohio says, my husband is 65 and I'm 63. I'm a certified yoga instructor and I have classes during the week with a bunch of white millennials. In my beginner class, I have a young black man that just started coming. He loves to comment on how good I look for my age and how perfect my body is. He said he's turned on by older women and asked if we could talk after class. I reported him to security and I told my husband about this creep. My husband said it's nothing and I overreacted. Did I overreact? Well, to your husband you did. Yeah, it has to do with her comfort level. Right. I mean, if you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. He paid you a compliment, but if you're uncomfortable with the compliment, you know, this is not an HR report here. He don't work for you. Y'all don't work at the same place. You got a yoga class. I don't know what to tell you. But if you told your husband, he say you overreacted, you can quit telling him because he don't give a damn. At all. <laughs> At all. He don't care. <laughs> all right, really? we got to go. Thank you, CLO. Yeah. Coming up next, it is the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with national news. And in entertainment news, we got to say congratulations to our girl, Tayana Taylor. She is Maxim's sexiest woman alive. So deserving. You see that body? After Go, two girl. babies, two babies. Body, body, body. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, in other entertainment news, Kanye West is dating already. And Tyler Perry has announced that Medea is coming out of retirement. We'll talk about all of these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming back. Yeah. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. Right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Neff? I got booty taxes. Yeah, you do. Booty taxes. You know, it's, 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 from the booty yeah. archives. From the, the booty archives, the booty collection, the booty folder, whatever you want to call it. But right now, the booty file. coming from one of those sections, it is booty taxes. Okay? Booty taxes. And there's a lot of men. There are a lot of men who mm-hmm. feel like they ought to be able to write some things off. Okay? Booty taxes, right? Come on. Hello? Hello, I'm, I'm trying to reach Kendrick. This is he. Hey, Kendrick, how you doing, man? My name is uh, Anthony, man. Anthony Collins. They call me AC. How you doing? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, listen, uh, this right here, man, this, this, I, I don't even know how to put this, though, but, uh, hey, listen, I'm calling you, man, because I got some issues. I'm, I'm getting ready to file my taxes, and oh. I'm going through all my expenses, all my receipts, and all this kind of stuff. You know, I just I, I I I can't I can't just let this go, man. I I didn't spend like twenty thousand dollars on your wife last year, and I, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, well, bro, wait a minute. You asking me? <laughs> you don't spend twenty thousand dollars on the chick I'm married to? Is that what you're telling me? No, <sighs> so, I, I, all I'm trying to do, man, is is I'm trying to do a write-off. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to claim. No, 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 no. The write-off. Basically, what you're telling me is you my wife. I ain't say all that. I ain't say well, all what, that. What, what, what the you saying, bro? All I'm saying is I'm trying to figure out is it all right if I claim Melanie on my expenses, man? I'm over twenty grand on on money I spent on Melanie last year. So first, let, let me understand something right quick. Okay. You asking me for permission to claim my wife? When the f- did you ask for permission to f- my wife? 
stop me with hey, that, hey, bro. I, I, okay, 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 okay. Let's do this here. Uh, Gerard, I ain't say I did that. You saying that? I'm saying I just want to claim the taxes because I spent 20K on it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let, let's, do, let's do this, bro. Let's put Melly on, on the phone. Let's put Mel on the motherfucking phone. Ain't no, but no, we, we ain't got a brain mail in this. We ain't got a brain mail in this. What I'm saying is... Mother just, already in it. She in it. What the f*** you mean we ain't got a brain in it? She in it. Man, you must be outside your f***ing mind. All I'm saying is, do you have a problem with me claiming Melody? You mother right I do, bro. I got a mother problem having this whole mother conversation. Wait, how, first of all, how the f*** did you get my information? How did you get my number, bro? No, I asked around for your number. I, I ain't want to call you. It took me a week to, t to call you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to... Dude, I, I just spent 20 grand, dog. You understand what I'm saying? When did you spend 20 grand? That's the shit I want to know. I ain't spent 20 grand on this mother And I'm married to her ass. So what, what the f*** are you doing that you spent $20,000 on my wife? And then you want to claim that shit? Help me understand that shit, bro. Hey, man, I ain't trying to go into all my receipts on everything I did for Melanie. I'm not trying to do that. All I'm trying to do is is just... I'm, I just want I want to I want to know if you I don't want us both claiming it because that's how you get in trouble, bro. You already in mother trouble. Trouble is the last mother thing you ought to be worried about. And you calling my mother phone, telling me about some that you got going on with my old lady, and then you telling me, can I have your permission? You must. Okay, so hey, dog, we got to get some kind of resolution to this. A good resolution is a good ass whooping. What the fuck you mean a resolution? That that's the only mother resolution we gonna get, bro. Ain't no other resolution. Ain't no other resolution. We 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 ain't got shit else to talk about. We ain't got a mother thing to talk about. That's the resolution I got, partner. I, I tell you what, bro. I'm texting Mel right now. I've been texting her since we've been on this mother phone. Okay. And I you, pray. What, what what did you texting her for? Don't. What the fuck you mean? What am I texting her for? She's the subject matter. So that's why the fuck I'm texting her. But you better pray to God. This is some bullshit. I hope to God you y'all got y'all people up with me like this, buddy. This ain't gonna go good, bro. At all. At all. Okay, so I guess I can't claim them at this point. Hell, mother no. So what you want to do, though, bro? I already told you what the fuck I'm gonna do, and I'm waiting on Mills' response on this mother. She act like she's slower than a mother. She can't type fast. But somebody go give me some now today. Okay. Say, man, look here, bro. I don't know who this is on the other end of this phone. I hope to God this is from some out of X Files or some that I can't even fathom. You better pray to God y'all playing with me. This is some bullshit. Okay. Okay. So. Can I go on and tell you this here, dog? And then I'm going to get out your way, man, because I, I, I know how it's going to go after this. Can I just go on and tell you something else? I don't know what the f*** else you can tell me, bro. The uh, only thing I can tell you, only thing I can tell you, Kendrick, okay. is that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your your wife, Melanie, got me to prank phone call you, dog. Boy, y'all from Ratton, motherfucker, boy. <laughs> You look that about to come in with so much. I slept, oh God, man, y'all ain't man. Y'all ain't man. I'm sitting up here eating some crackling, and I done threw them away because my flesh pressure already high.
Uh, you all right, man? I got to make sure you all right before we get off the phone. You good? Man, I got to go give me a drink. God. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, but <laughs> Boy, y'all ain't <laughs> All right, tell me this, man. It's 2020, baby. Tell me this. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land? Man, the goddamn Steve Harvey Morning Show with that rotten ass lip you telling my boy. <laughs> y'all feel me, don't you? Don't you feel me? No. No, not at all. No. And these taxes. Oh, man. Hey. All right, catch your boy. Uh, where am I going to be at? I'm going to be in Tampa, 25, 26, 27. I will be at the Tampa Improv. Tickets are on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tickets ain't on sale. Tickets are sold out. Okay, so Aww, if I add one, I keep you going. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stunting yeah. a little bit. I'm stunting a little bit. Oh, just All right, happened. but uh, next on the bandwagon coming up is uh, in July. July 16, 17, 18, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach Funny Bone. Tickets on sale right now, okay? I'm a I'm 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 a, I'm a fool in the daytime, okay? I'm I'm sexy on Friday, and then when I grab that mic on the weekend, I'm straight ignorant. I'm three different things. You understand? You gotta understand me. You gotta understand me. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news. Right after this, yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we got to say congratulations to our girl. We love her, Tiana Taylor, okay? Not only was she named Maxim Sexiest Woman Alive as she topped their 2021 Hot 100 list, she made history, ladies and gentlemen, as the first black woman to ever do it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So mad props to her. Oh, yeah, you ahead. see her body? Yes. <laughs> you see that core? Oh, it yes. was tight. Yeah. And she's had two babies. Go, girl. Uh, yeah, Tiana shared some of the photos from the steamy cover shoot. She said, somebody pinch me. Uh, Maxim's Hot 100 to be named the sexiest woman alive by literally living in the skin I'm in. Wow. So she was very excited and very honored about that. Mm. Congratulations to Tiana. Taylor, looking good, girl, looking good yes. and making history. In other entertainment news, you knew this wasn't going to last. Tyler Perry is back. He is bringing Medea back. Just Hello. when you thought Medea was over, she was gone. You know, she had retired. Remember that? You think we didn't know? You think we ain't know, Tyler? Come on, man. Well, Hello. she's coming back. She's coming back to Netflix. Uh, Tyler, who famously declared that he was retiring the character, reviving her for a Medea Homecoming. All right, this is according to the Insta announcement, which featured Tyler as himself as he slipped in and out of Medea's voice. Take a listen. Hey, guess what's happening? Okay, I won't take that. I won't take that. Sorry. Medea. Medea. Uh, this is Tyler Perry saying. This is Medea saying I'm coming back and I'm on Netflix. I can't wait to take you so nice out there. Hey. Medea's coming to Netflix. We need to laugh, man. Too much is going on in the country. We need to laugh, so I was done. But I but I wasn't. But she's coming back. Medea, I here with it. I'm here. I am. Medea on Netflix. Okay, wait. <laughs> I love it. I you gotta love, love it. He he about as good as me though. I got to get into it. He about as oh, good wow. as me. Come here, Tyler. Oh, oh really? yeah. High compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah. We Tyler, love you. Tyler, you're doing good. Yeah, and we love you, Tyler. You know that. We love you. And we also love Medea and can't wait for the film to debut. Again, it's called a Medea Homecoming. It will be on Netflix next year. Nice. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
All right, so finally in entertainment news, yesterday was Kanye's birthday and he was spotted in France kicking it with not Kim Kardashian, but with French model Irina Shake. Irina, if you recall, is Bradley Cooper's baby mama. Bradley Cooper, of course, the actor. Uh, as we all know, Kanye and Kim recently filed for divorce. They were married for seven years. They have four babies. Uh, people are saying that was fast, Kanye. You boot up already? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? Oh, man. He got, he, well, how is he going to get past this if he don't find something to do? You have Meanwhile, to. Kim is at home with four babies by herself. Come on now. But, That's and she, Kim's decision to do that. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't, you know, don't that. know that. It's two people in a marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Kim wished, she, you know, a class act here. She wished Kanye a happy birthday. She posted, happy birthday, love you for life. I thought that was yeah. really yeah. sweet, right? Yeah. And then Chloe wished, you know, wished him a happy birthday as well. She posted a picture of Chloe and Tristan and Kim and Kanye saying, "Brother, I love you, brother, for life I or saw whatever." That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's the kind yeah. of ex you want, like. Yeah, yeah. but they're they're sending him love, and he's frolicking. <laughs> what do you over want him to France. do, Sharon? What do you want him to <laughs> be doing? Get, get somewhere and sit down. Yeah. No, no. I can, oh, if I man. sit out, I keep thinking about it. I need somebody <laughs> to take my mind off of this. All right, listen. <laughs> Steve, time now for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. President Biden is in Great Britain this morning. He's uh, taking part in an eight-day swing. He spoke to the press when he landed. This is my first overseas trip as President of the United States. I'm heading to the G7, then to the NATO ministerial, and then to meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. What I want him to know. Well, that'll be taking place at the end of his trip. While in England, Mr. Biden is also scheduled to meet the Queen. Former Democratic Congresswoman Val Demings is officially launching her bid for the U.S. Senate. Demings is going to be challenging Republican Marco Rubio for his seat next year. Val Demings, a former Orlando, Florida police chief who served in the House since 2017, is very, very popular. The wife of Mexican drug kingpin Joaquin Guzman, or El Chapo, expected to plead guilty later today to charges stemming from her alleged participation in her husband's drug business. Emma Coronel Aispuro is scheduled to appear today in a virtual plea hearing in D.C. federal court. According to the New York Times, Aispuro is also expected to plead guilty to helping her husband get out of prison, escape actually, uh, in 2015. In Texas, some 25,000 members of Houston Methodist Hospital staff have been fully inoculated against COVID, but 178 employees have refused to become inoculated. Those 178 hospital workers suspended right now without pay. The murder over 40 years ago of a prominent black businessman in Tennessee has finally been solved. The Chattanooga DA and the county's cold case unit say that Sam Pettyjohn was murdered February 1st, 1979 in a hail of gunfire inside his own beer store by a contract killer hired by the administration of the former governor, Ray Blanton. DA says that the man responsible was a man who died in federal custody in 2005. He's the one who pulled the trigger. Although authorities say Petty John's murder was made to look like a suicide, nobody ever believed that. One month before Petty John's murder, the governor was kicked out of office for allegedly selling pardons and other corrupt stuff. He was convicted, Ray Blanton was, for federal mail fraud, and he eventually spent 22 months in jail. Again, Petty John had been shot in the chest once and then shot three times in the head. It's impossible to commit suicide that way, I think. What do you think? 
And talk about sweet goodbyes, though. A woman in Utah recently died at age 97. And besides being buried next to her previously deceased husband, she directed her relatives to inscribe her famous fudge recipe on her tombstone. She would never give it out while she was alive. Check it out on my Facebook page later today if you're not dieting. How sweet it is. Mm, yeah, it makes me want to have some fudge. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, the massive brood X cicada insect invasion has taken over parts of the East and Midwest and are beginning to wreak havoc. In the Washington, D.C. area, where the swarm of cicadas is so large that they've actually appeared on weather radar, the annoying but mostly harmless insects managed to swarm the White House press plane delaying its flight to Europe. Yesterday, President Biden was uh, seen swatting a cicada off his neck. Ooh, you see that? As he was about to board. I know, it was creepy, right? As he was about to board Air Force One, a cicada is also being blamed for a car accident in Cincinnati this week. Police say the driver, yeah. Mm -hmm. Police say the driver lost control of his car when a cicada flew right through his open window and into his face. Anybody would have done it. Anybody would have flipped their car. Yes, yes. Uh, All this talk about the cicadas on uh, this Throwback Thursday remind us of the viral video of reporter Isaiah Carey reporting the news when a bug flew in his mouth. Remember this? Take a listen. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The f*** is that? I'm dying this country-ass f***ed up town. Flying in my mouth, the f- I can't see pollen. Let's get the f- out of this country, mother. F- I can't even see me. <laughs> <laughs> that don't oh, never God. get old, right there. No. It never gets old. Oh, man. That was years ago, but yeah. Whew. Steve, you all right? That's one of your favorites. Yeah, we know. That's my dude, right there, oh. man. He didn't get damn about that camera or the news report. Yeah. And listen, yeah, listen, when his TV show comes on in Houston, they show that. He got yes. it on there. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, really? The Isaiah factor. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord, that is so funny. So, Can you imagine this man driving his sister dad in the book? Oh, no, I'm out. I, I already no. know. Yeah. So we said all that to say, be on alert, people. Hundreds of billions of cicadas will spread across the East and Midwest, Indiana, Ohio, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Tennessee, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, these windows up. (laughs) There'll be a few that will get down south, but not as many. Right. Not as many. Because we got enough stuff down here. Thank you. Because yeah, they don't really travel good. But uh, <laughs> if you are up in those states, first of all, they're perfectly harmless. They don't bite or sting. Right. But they got some size on them, though. They and they noisy. They're this really sound like a loud. plane landing. <laughs> no, they noisy. Apparently, they like your face and mouth, apparently. <laughs> like your upper body. All right. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, President Obama says he expected more from the GOP to stand up to Trump. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, during a recent chat with CNN's Anderson Cooper, 
President Barack Obama recently weighed in on what he expected. Oh, he said that he expected more in the GOP. He wanted them to stand up to Trump and his falsehoods about the election, the big lie. Take a listen. And, and the leadership of the GOP, briefly for a, you know, one night when they still had the sort of yes. scent of fear in them, yeah. you know, going against the president. And then poof, suddenly everybody was back in line. Now, what that, the reason for that is because the base believed it. And the base believed it because this had been told to them not just by the president, but by the media that they watch. And nobody stood up and said, stop, this is enough. This is not true. I won't say nobody, let me correct it. There were some very brave people who did their jobs, like the Secretary of State in Georgia, who was then viciously attacked for it. And all those congressmen started looking around and they said, you know what, I'll lose my job. I'll, I'll get voted out of office. Another way of saying this is I didn't expect that there would be so few people who would say, well, I don't mind losing my office because this is too important. America's too important. Some things are more important than just Our democracy is too important. Beautiful. Yeah, See, and facts. they're not going to do it. He's, 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 what he just as Barack Obama. Listen, yeah. these are the largest collective group of cowards that I have seen in political history in my life. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is the most cowardice group of men and women I have ever seen. Agreed. And they can miss me from now on with this conversation they talk about love of country and God. Because you now have a man that you place in higher regard than your Lord and Savior. And I'm sorry, that's not forgivable to me. I don't I don't have time for you. Because you obviously these people are more afraid and want to be in Trump's good graces. Then they are the Constitution uh -huh. or God's grace. Oh, and I'm done. You're right. They're just yeah, cowards, man. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. always about the Constitution. Yeah. Now. See, they use that Constitution when it's convenient. Yes. yes. And yes. we're not yes. in the Constitution. People of color are not in the Constitution. See, and, mm -hmm. and I don't know, no, you know, look, y'all can quit telling me. They can stop saying to us, that, that like Pence with his ignorant behind, who Donald Trump left over there, who had, they had a hit out on him. He was upset at first. Now he's, then he said, we, me and me and the president, we never agree on this day. But now guess what his last statement is? That uh, systemic racism is a, is a left wing myth. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, are you kidding me, man? So you, here you go again. You know, and, and, and the problem with racism is the only way we get to solve racism is that we admit that there is racism. But if you have the leadership, the former vice president, all these senators that's going, there is no systemic racism, then they have nothing to address. Thus, the problem continues. You talking about Pence that almost got towed out the frame at the at the Capitol? That Pence? Yeah, yeah. Yes. during the insurrection. That's the former yeah. vice president. Mm -hmm. That yeah. Pence? That that's very one. He is Carl so afraid <laughs> of Donald Trump and the base. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like 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 President Obama said, and that's causing this whole thing. And they're just cowards. And let me tell you something, folks. They think that they've come up with these new ways to stop us from voting. Mm -hmm. 
they have awakened the sleeping giant. We will never yeah. go back. We'll show we them. are forever a power voting block. And when it's time for the next election, we're going to be pushing and pushing and pushing. And all Mid-term. of you that Next voted year. for that, you're out. Next year, Kemp is gone. You will not yes. be in Georgia. You won't be. Let's go. Same turnout mm-hmm. we had for all soft and warning. Gonna be the same turnout you gone, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, but we will remember this. Right voting bill. And you signed it and wouldn't let anybody in to contend mm-hmm. it. We will mm-hmm. remember you. All right, coming up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, Casanova, is living in my house. Mm. Mm. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a few. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? No anchovies. See how I change my boy? No anchovies. But why is that so serious? Yeah. Because black like people it. don't eat anchovies, Carla. Okay, yes, we serious some, about that. Some black people. Do. I don't know one black person that eat anchovies on their pizza. Who do you I've know? I've eaten them before. You've eaten them All before. Pizza. When you order a pizza, do you order anchovies? Not anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You came back to the other side. Welcome back. What does race have to do with this? Okay, okay. Well, let's look at it before we go to this prank. Okay, Carla. You give you, you do you order pepperoni, Carla? Yes. We're not gonna argue about pizza toppings. That's not what do we you uh, do. Do you order Italian sausage? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Check. Mushroom. Yes. Check. Okay. Bell pepper onion. Yes. Check, yeah. check. Yeah, that'd be I don't like bell pepper. <laughs> You don't like bell pepper. Okay, okay. So with you, we got onion, pepperoni, Italian sausage. Okay. What what else? Cheese. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Extra cheese (laughs) is a topping, people. (laughs) Mozzarella. (laughs) Bunch of losers. Is that it? (laughs) See. Uh I like olives. Spinach. People like spinach, spinach. basil. I like spinach. Come on. I just started doing spinach. I just started doing spinach. Yeah, yeah, I like vegetables. Yeah, basil does But we ain't got no anchovies, though. Yeah. No, thank you, thank you, Junior. Ain't nobody saying nothing no, about no anchovies. Ain't nobody said anchovies yet, though. Because right. anchovies doesn't go with all of that. It depends they, on what well, you're well, getting on your pizza. We got to march over the anchovies. <laughs> well, that's because we don't even know what hat. Really, most people, black people don't know what anchovies is. Anchovies. Okay. <laughs> anchovies. I don't know what that is. Can we get to the prank? <laughs> no anchovies. Let's go, Kid Dog. Hello. Hey man, who the, who the, who who is the person I need to talk to about? Um, I got a pizza that's been messed up. Who do I need to talk to? Well, you can talk to me, sir. What, what's going on? What happened to your pizza? Somebody put some anchovies on my pizza. Black people, uh, black people don't eat no anchovies, man. So, uh, so who, who 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 the but who would do that? Who would put anchovies on my damn pizza? Settle down with the language there, pal. All right? You know, if you got anchovies on your pizza, you just must have gotten mixed up with another order. I'll send you another pizza. It ain't a big deal. But I ain't asking no anchovies, man. What, matter of fact, let me ask you something. What the is an anchovy any damn way? It's like a sardine. That's what a anchovy is, okay, pal? It's like a sardine. Hey, 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 let me tell you something, man. First of all, what's your name? What is your name? I'm Gino. I'm Gino. So you're the owner of the damn pizza place. 
Yeah, I own the damn pizza place. I don't need people calling me and cursing at me because it was a mistake. You know, mistakes happen, pal. Worst things go on in this life than, than you're getting some anchovies on your pizza. Hey, man, hey, okay, so here's the deal. I done had a bunch of guests come to my house or order pizza, and every last one of them got anchovies on them. You know what I'm saying? So I got an issue with it. I done spent over $50 with you with these pizzas, and, and the shit made wrong. Nobody likes anchovies? No, I told you something. Folks, black people don't eat no f***ing anchovies, man. Okay? Hold on. Hold on. I, 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 I'm almost certain I've served anchovy pizza to black people before. Okay, the black people that I know don't eat anchovies. Okay? okay, well, then we'll send you some pizzas without any anchovies on them. Hey, you know I what? I don't, like your, I don't like your attitude. You know what, man? You remember well, maybe if you didn't come at me with so much attitude to start with, you wouldn't get no attitude. Okay, okay. Look at it. Don't get your ass whooped, okay? Don't get your what ass whooped. What did you just... Did you just threaten me? I said don't get your ass whooped. you no think answer. you're talking... Who the f*** do you think you're talking to, face? I, I, I'm talking to Gino, the owner right. of Pizzeria. You. That's right. That's right. You don't tell me you're going to kick my okay, pal? You know where the pizzeria is. You know, okay, so, you just so, calm so, the so, down. Do, do you, do you, okay, that's it. I'll tell you what, man. In the next three to five minutes, I'm going to walk down there and kick your little ass behind putting these anchovies on here and having a little pompous attitude like you think you can't get your ass whooped. You come on down here, okay? And we'll see. Do me a favor. Go yourself and the horse you rode in on, okay? And bring it on down here. All right, we'll take care of it there. Yeah, stop some anchovies up your ass, all right, pal? Okay, 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 cool. All right, cool. Okay, you okay, okay. You like to say okay a lot, do you? Just yeah. that one you, of your you, favorite you, words, okay? You need to have somebody there with you when I get there, because I promise yeah. you, Gino's finna get his ass whooped. Yeah, Gino's shaking in his boots, pal. Me and my anchovies, we're sitting here scared out of our minds right now. Okay, you okay, let me, me tell you. I've dealt with clowns like you my whole life. Please. Okay, let, let, let me tell you this here. Do you, do, you, do you know who you're talking to? I'm talking to some f***ing idiot who don't know how to talk. That's what I'm talking to. No, you're talking to nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Mr. Gino, you just got pranked. <laughs> you telling me I'm throwing F-bombs all over the radio? <laughs> you dropping F-bombs all over the radio, who, who, baby. Who, who, I want to know who did this to me because they're getting some F-bombs. You Who got, did this to me? Do you have a guy that works for you? Uh, he says he works uh, five to close. Andre, you got an Andre? You got a Dre that works for you? Yeah, I got a Dre that works for me, and Dre's going to be spending some time in a walk-in freezer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Black Tommy, people man. don't eat anchovies, huh? <laughs> Black people don't eat anchovies, baby. Hey, I got to ask you this, Mr. Gino. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Your show, <laughs> the baddest radio show in the land, is the Steve Harvey Show. <laughs> With no Steve Harvey Morning, no Harvey Morning Show. I mean, I'll be saying I'm going to send you some pieces. I'm sending that station dozens of pieces with anchov- double anchovies on every one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a real Italian him. right there, baby. That's Gino, a real who ain't scared Gino. of nothing. <laughs> Carla, Carla, did you think you were you were watching an episode of City on City on a Hill? <laughs> Didn't he sound like Ooh. Kevin Bacon a little bit? <laughs> yes, I, that's my uh-huh. show. Yo, oh, that's a good show. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sure I've served black people anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, come on. So good. so good. That was funny. That. that was good. Oh, man. I was no scared, though. Gino was, was not, Gino was about that life. He, yeah. Gino was not scared. Me, uh-huh. me and the anchovies. We over yeah. here. We yeah. shaking in our boots. Yeah, me and the anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> Gino done had a lot of fights back in the day. He ain't scared of nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clowns like you all my life. What, what is this? What are the chances you call and get the actual owner? That was right. not yeah. normal. That's not normal. Uh-uh. That's not. <laughs> but that's that's that real, you know, pull up your shirt sleeves and I'm working in my spot 24-7. Yeah. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. He cares. There's a lot of people yeah, like that, busting their butt in their place, man, mm-hmm. getting it done. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Put Matter of fact, big ups to everybody that owns their, their small businesses across the country. Big ups That's to right. all of y'all, yeah. man. Y'all mm-hmm. doing it. Y'all day in, day out. The owners are there. The employees are there. Everybody's getting it done. And we need more of that. And we need to support more of them. How about yeah, that? support your local mm-hmm. small businesses. Show them some love. That's right, yeah. Matthew. Right. I like that message. Yeah. Thank you. And Virginia Beach, I'm a small business, and I'm coming there July 16th, <laughs> 17th, what? and 18th. Say that again, I'll be at the funny bone. <laughs> Suited and booted, all of that. And 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 and, and the junior knows more than anything, going to mm. be sexy all day. Oh, all right, know. thank you. Okay, we got to cut it. I, we, we've run out of time, okay? <laughs> uh, coming up next, really? it is the strawberry letter. Yeah, Casanova's living in my house. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to Steve Harvey FM and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Who knows? It could be yours. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, Casanova is living in my house. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 55-year-old mother still raising a 24-year-old man, and he's still living in my house. All of my family calls him Casanova because he's very handsome with a head full of black curls. He's never been full of himself, but he's well aware of how good he looks. He's never been in a relationship, um, and, and when he was in high school, girls used to call my house so much, I had to restrict calls sometimes. My mother lived with us until she died, and she spoiled him beyond belief when he was growing up. She made up his bed, cooked whatever he asked for, did his laundry, and gave him all of her money. After she passed, my son started messing with older women, and they take care of him now. I blame myself for allowing this to happen, but I had no idea he would turn out like this. Recently, he got himself into something that his good looks couldn't fix. He got caught with a married woman, and her husband came to my house and busted the windows out of my son's car and mine. I didn't even call the cops. I made my son pay for the damage and told him that he has got to move out of my house by his 25th birthday. 
he has seven months to figure it out. His lack of respect for women and for me stresses me out continuously. I just talked with him about having sex in my house and last week I saw a grown woman in my house walking from my son's room to the bathroom one morning. I'm afraid he's going to get himself in another situation and uh, there will be more than glass being broken. How can I stop him from being a womanizer? Please advise. Well, I think you trying to stop him from being a womanizer is at this point a lost cause uh, because that's what he is right now. And he's cool with it. He likes who he is. I mean, what, what you can do, though, is make it difficult for him to be a Casanova, as you and your family call, call him, uh, by putting him out of your house. And if he refuses to, to abide by your rules while he's in your home, he's got to go. Those are the rules. Those are the rules, uh, plain and simple. Then he won't have anywhere to bring these women. Think about that, and they won't be walking around your house, okay? So move the date up. You told him by his 25th birthday, that's seven months away. Move that date up. You can do that. Tell him you changed your mind. You don't owe him anything, and he's putting you and your home uh, in jeopardy with these women he's dealing with. So I, I know you love your son and all that. I know you love him. Uh, this doesn't mean you're cutting him out of your life. It just means you have to protect yourself and what's yours at this point because Miss, Mr. Casanova isn't doing that. It's called tough love, Mom, and he needs a large dose of it right now. Um, <laughs> he knows that whatever he does, there are no consequences. He already knows that. You didn't do anything. His grandmother didn't do anything. These women let him get away with stuff. He still has a roof over his head. He still has food to eat, clothes to wear, money, etc. So he needs to be shaken up a bit. Uh, not enabled, Mom, and that's what you're doing to him. You're enabling him. So... Um, Otherwise, there's no incentive for him to move out and to change his behavior. All right? So let tell him to get out, and maybe, you know, his little cute self will, self will get himself together and, you know, become a grown man. Feel like what that's like. Steve? You know what, pie. mother? Um, I'm going to have to tell you some truths about your son. See, you're a mother, and I've been listening to your letter. And you're writing a letter as a mother, as you should. So I understand that. But I'm going to have to tell you some truths about your son. So brace yourself, and here we go. I'm going to tell you something about your son. Your 55-year-old mother is still raising a 24-year-old man. Let's stop right there. How does that sound to you? Now, look, they'll always be our children. They always need some advice possibly in some assistance from time to time. But you're done raising him. That's mistake number one. So he's not all of the man you think he is because he has a lot of boy tendencies. All your family calls him Casanova because he's very handsome with a head full of black curls. Let me tell you something else about your son. He's never been full of himself, but he's well aware of how good he looks. Did you hear the sentence you just said? You just said he's never been full of himself, but he's well aware of how good he looks. That's cause he full of himself. That's cause he full of himself and he full of sugar, honey, iced tea. And that's what's wrong with your boy. And I'm going to say this again, your boy. Then you said he's never been in a relationship 
Okay. 24 ain't ever been in a relationship. He don't sound like he full of yourself because listen to the sentence behind that. He's never been in a relationship. When he was in high school, girls used to call my house so much I had to restrict calls sometimes. Uh, it's because he's full of himself and he ain't been in a relationship because he's been bopping around his whole life. My mother lived with us until she died. She's spoiling beyond belief, and he's been growing up when he was growing up. She made up his bed, cooked whatever he asked for, did his laundry, gave him all her money. After she passed, my son started messing with older women, and they take care of him now, and I blame myself for allowing this to happen. Stop blaming yourself. This who he is. He took advantage of his grandmother when she was living, so now she gone. He done found some more old women. This boy that ain't full of himself. Really? Hold on, Steve. Oh, mm-hmm. I got some more about your boy, lady. <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, Casanova, is living in my house. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, Casanova, is living in my house. This poor lady wrote us, she's 55, still raising a 24-year-old man slash boy who's living in her house. Now, the family calls him Casanova because he's very handsome and a head full of black curls. He's never been full of himself, but he's well aware of how good he looks. Well, as I said earlier, Mom, this just proves you're wrong. He is full of himself, and he's full of sugar, honey, iced tea. And he won't prove it throughout the letter. He's never been in a relationship. What 24-year-old boy ain't never been in a relationship? You know why he ain't been in one? Because girls used to call your house so much I had to restrict calls sometimes. Because he was bopping around with them. My mother lived with us until she died. And she spoiled him beyond belief when he was growing up. Cooked, made his food, fixed everything he wanted. Laundry, bed. Gave him all her money. He took advantage of his grandmother's kindness. So after she passed, your son started messing with older women, and they take care of him now. And you didn't see this coming? And then you say, I allowed myself, I blame myself for allowing this happen. No, he took advantage of your mom when she was living. And now he figured out that's his meal ticket, old women. So this boy that ain't full of himself is really sounding so full of himself to me. Now, I hate to tell you this about your boy, but you need to quit writing this letter like you got this little innocent, little cute boy with this little curly hair. Because <laughs> this ain't no Casanova. This boy Gigolo. Mm. So you need to change a bunch Ooh. of titles in this letter. Mm-hmm. This ain't Casanova. This a damn Gigolo. I like it. He running old women and abusing them. Mm-hmm. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. That's who. You didn't raise him like this. He turned out this way. He took advantage of a situation that your mom helped him create. All right, now here we go. I had no idea he would turn out like this. Well, okay. Recently, he got himself into something that his good looks couldn't fix. Here we go. He got caught with a married woman, and her husband came to my house and busted the windows out of my son's car and mine. You know why he busted the windows out of your son's car and yours? Because he couldn't locate your son. Oh, he came there to bust up your boy. But he couldn't find your boy. So since he couldn't find him, he busted up all the cars. But I want you to understand that man came to whoop his ass. 
That's what he came there for. Say it again. He came for what? The man came there to whoop his ass. He didn't come there to break out the windows. He just couldn't find your boy. He came there to bust up your boy. But your boy wasn't there, so he busted up the car in the windows. See, lady, you need to know this about your son. Now, his good looks couldn't get him out of it. Okay, well, so what? I didn't even call the cops. I made my son pay for the damage and told him that he has got to move out of my house by his 25th birthday. I'm with Shirley. Move that date up. Get out now. You got money to fix windows and all this here. Get out. Yeah. Get out. He has seven months to figure it out. He can figure it out next month. Is he, is he that sexy his, now? He, no. His lack of respect for say. women and for me stresses me out constantly. I thought you just said he's never been full of himself. Mm-hmm. See, lady, you your boy means. is not a Casanova. He's a gigolo. He's an abuser of women. He takes advantage of them. He gets old women to take care of him. His lack of respect for women and for me stresses me out continuously. I just talked with him about having sex in my house last week. And I saw a grown woman in my house walking from my son's room to the bathroom mm. one morning. Because mm. he's not Good listening point. to you. Yeah. Right. See, if you're old enough to screw in here, you're old enough to screw at your own house. Get your own yeah. house. You ain't coming up in here with this. You disrespected me and my house. Get out now. Go over to grown woman house. Go mm-hmm. live with one of my old ass women. I'm afraid he's going to get himself into another situation, and that will be more than glass broken. It was going to be more than glass broken if he had found him this time. It was going to be ass broken. But yeah, see, that's him. what your boy need, though. Your boy need one of them good old ass for because he ain't never had one. Pretty little light-skinned ass boy. That's what you got. Little dog yeah, curls, head full of curls, <laughs> light skin, like Rick punk Fox. ass boy. Like Rick Fox. <laughs> See, but Rick Pretty Fox will beat your ass, though. That's a different You <laughs> <Yeah. Rick Fox. laughs> will beat your fight. Ass. Yeah, see, Rick, Rick, that was a whole other light skin right there. <laughs> this little boy right here, little, 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 little high yellow, you know, got a little curly ass, a head full of black curls. Man, he gonna get his he ass. He on the curls. Here's more things. How can I stop him from being a womanizer? Shirley said that right, too. You can't. He is a womanizer. You don't stop loving women. Now, you stop womanizing women when you grow up. He has no signs of growing up because he's never had to act grown. See, you can stop womanizing when you get a handful of responsibility. See, got to figure out where your meal going to come from. Figure out you're going to come up with this car note and this rent. Yeah. And figure out what your career going to be. That take time. That cuts way back on womanizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. You don't have Work. a Casanova. You have a gigolo. You don't have a son that's not full of himself. You have a son that's full of sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Put Steve. his ass out. Yeah. Post your comments. That's right. On today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our girl Cheryl Underwood right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve Harvey, please introduce, excuse me, the host of the Daytime Emmy Awards happening June 25th. Our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood. Go, Steve, go. Ladies and gentlemen, our very own Cheryl Underwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Steve Harvey. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Wait a minute, snap. Everybody need to know, I think Family Feud is nominated for some daytime Emmys too, baby. Yeah, you know, yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all. But of course, y'all. Not. That's right, right there on CBS, streaming everywhere on uh, the CBS app, and um, you can get it on Paramount Plus. So, uh, you know, while we got, you know, big things popping and nothing stopping, uh, Tommy, I think mm-hmm. you talked up another way for me and Junior to be together. Take it on the road. There's is. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, Shirley Scrawberries and Carla yeah. Farrells, I yes. know I'm about to break the rule of relationships. Am I right, ladies? What, what's oh, the what rule of dating? I'm dating while working, I work. Working with your, your, uh, your, your boo. Significant. Thank you. Tommy, well, you can't ask ready me because I married my husband and we work together, so <laughs> there goes that Uh-oh. rule. <laughs> Hold on, that no, that's the goal right there. <laughs> Let you explain some things to me. What did you do, and how can I do it while we on the road making this comedy money? Me and okay, go ahead, Carla. Tell me how you did it. Tell me how you did it. What you do? Well, what had happened was <laughs> okay, okay. Nah, Cheryl, this ain't about me. Go ahead, girl. Do your thing. What do you mean it ain't about you? You the expert. See, all these dumb bras out here talking to their friends. They ain't got nobody. I'm talking to my friend that did what I'm trying to do. Why you ain't trying to help me and Junior get together? Now, listen. Listen, everybody know that Mike Washington and I have been going on the road uh, for years. I mean, decades and everything. But, you know, sometimes I got to have, you know, somebody else that I could go on the road with. Now, Tommy, you and I yeah. could do it, but... We ain't doing what me and Junior gonna do after the show, before the show. <laughs> well, listen, listen, this is what it gonna do. Our host, Junior's in the middle. You close out. Show over with. I go to my room. You and Junior go do whatever y'all gonna do. Okay, stop playing, Tommy. But you know I can't follow. Uh, uh-uh, I can't follow both you and Junior. Hell Yo, no. Yes, Matter of fact, we need to oh, put yes, it like can. a. Uh, oh but- yes, you can. <laughs> Whoa, no. But you know what, though? That would be kind of the bomb if Girl we power. did all go on the road together. I love you. Junior don't have no say. We just going to book the dates. No, he just come. We just get his flight. <laughs> oh, he wow. don't have to say it. He, yeah, he, and, he just get dressed. And then every time he go try to check in the hotel, he ain't got no room because he's staying with mm-hmm. me. See that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's good for him. He ain't got to put mean? no card down for no incidentals, none of that. You know, he's straight. All right, well, you got to let us know how it's going, Cheryl. Uh, coming up next, well, it is our girl, going, Shirley Scrabberry. Please do. With reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, nephew, here we go. Introduce our girl. She's ready. It's that time. It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up and hold on tight. It is here. She is here. Carla Farrell with what? Reality update. Coming in hot. <laughs> I said it with you that time. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley, girl. That Thank you, loud. nephew. All right. Yes, here we go. Let's start off. Let's switch it up a little bit. Married to Medicine. Let's talk about the doctors. Dr. Simone. You know, she was working with uh, your girl, Lisa. They were planning this huge community voting. Yes, town Uh, hall meeting. And honey, child, it was was just too much. So Dr. Simone, she talked to her husband, Cecil, and she said that she admitted that she should have listened to Heavenly about not working with Lisa because this woman was all on the news. It was a scandal about COVID-19 testing. (laughs) 
all you no. can hear heavenly what? say i told you so i told you so well, but they anyway gave the people to test but no they never got the results gave, right <laughs> right didn't give them the results so anyway the whole thing heavenly's point has always been that lisa has done some shady, shady. business shady 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 so anyway you know dr simone is in it she's involved with the town hall meeting so they she moved forth with that contestant dr scott they are still having some issues she's at home cooking talking on facetime to her life coach then her husband comes home he's like hey do you want me to leave out the room while you talk to the therapist so-called life coach or whatever and she's like no you know she's not trying to keep anything from him so after they end this conversation how about your boy, Dr. Scott, just said, oh, I, I've been talking to a life coach, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? For months. <laughs> Wait, what? You ain't got to lie, Craig. Now, uh, you sit uh. up in here. You know you lying to your wife saying that all of a sudden you got a life coach and she's been begging him to go to therapy. So they, I don't understand him. There are some issues going on in their marriage that they really really need to work on. Anila is sick of Toya. She's sick of her trying to defend her friendship with her. She stormed out of the town hall meeting. Uh, Heavenly, Simone, Dr. Simone, she basically told uh, Toya that, you know, you need to admit that there are some issues that mm-hmm. you're upset with Quad, that she's talking about your finances behind your back. You need to talk to her, admit all these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she kind of apologized. Toya apologized for saying comments about Quad's townhome, but she kept calling it apartment. She was throwing shade while she was apologizing. <laughs> Ain't nobody stupid, Toya. Stop playing. You were throwing straight shade when you were doing Why that. are you apologizing, though? Yes, it was shade. Yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure. So, you know, they got to go on a trip. So, they're on this RV. They're getting ready to go on this trip. And then Heavenly and Lisa get into it. And Le- then Lisa <laughs> calls Heavenly a dumb bully blank blank. And then Heavenly jumped up and said, yo, mama, <laughs> it's oh, a no. dumb that's her Bully, like, like, that's her, your mama all the day. That's, that's always strong, though. When you go to your mama, that's real strong. So it doesn't yeah, matter. A professional, a professional doctor, your mama. Come on. Yeah. Throw it out. <laughs> your mama joke. Come on. <laughs> Heavenly is off the chains. Anyway, that's Married to Medicine. Shout out to Dr. Jackie. We love us of Dr. Jackie on the Steve yes. Harvey Morning Show. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do. All the doctors. All right, let's move on. Quickly, before I run out of time, ready to love. Here we go. Things got, yeah, here we go, Tommy. (laughs) Things got heated between David and Liz before Liz could tell him that he was not ready to love. David quit the show and self-eliminated himself. Boy, bye. Anyway, (laughs) Tommy sent the singles on a getaway to a ranch. Amber told Vernicia that Ron told Alexis that Joel said Kiara Kira was his ultimate number one, baby. Vernicia was heated. You got busted, Joel. That's all that was from the oh, N.O., no. baby. You got busted. Mm-hmm. Alexis went Baby. off on Amber, called her a Judas for betraying her. I said all that to say, tomorrow night we'll be <laughs> watching Ready to Love 9, 8 Central on the OWN Network. That man. is reality <laughs> update. Judas <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> all right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show going out hot too. Coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, don't ever say we don't think about you on this show, okay? Because this is all about you right here. Oh, my God. 
in celebrity birthday news. Today is? is Jodeci's JoJo Haley's 50th <laughs> birthday. Jo- what? Jo- <laughs> JoJo 50. <laughs> oh, my life. Oh, Play a song for him, please. <laughs> He's singing it. Come on, boy. you, Casey. Yeah. Casey! Junior, let me ask you something. Where is he at right now, and how drunk is he right now? Uh, He probably started started Sunday. But but at least he made it to the birthday. And I just want to thank them for the beautiful music and the hard times they got me through. Don't do this, man. Come on, give it to you. This is Junior. Happy birthday to Jodeci. Yeah, this goes out to Junior. I would never find another love. Sweeter than you. Sweeter than you. I can't believe he made it to 50. We were worried so many times. <laughs> yeah. We were worried. Yeah. Oh, we've been worried. We've been worried as fans for years. We've been worried. Yeah. Woo! This one made it. Ah, we were scared. Happy 50th, JoJo. Oh, All right, and, coming and up Junior. More, <laughs> yeah, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, during a recent chat with CNN's Anderson Cooper, President Barack Obama recently weighed in on what he expected Oh, he said that he expected more in the GOP. He wanted them to stand up to Trump and his falsehoods about the election, the big lie. Take a listen. And, and the leadership of the GOP, briefly for a, you know one night when they still had this sort of yes. scent of fear in them, yeah. you know, going against the president. And then poof, suddenly everybody was back in line. Now, what that the reason for that is because the base believed it. The base believed it because this had been told to them not just by the president, but by the media that they watch. And nobody stood up and said, stop. This is enough. This is not true. I won't say nobody. Let me correct it. There were some very brave people who did their jobs, like the Secretary of State in Georgia, who was then viciously attacked for it. And all those congressmen started looking around and they said, you know what, I'll lose my job. I'll, I'll get voted out of office. Another way of saying this is I didn't expect that there would be so few people who would say, well, I don't mind losing my office because this is too important. America's too important. Some things are more important than... Our democracy's too important. Beautiful. See, and they're not going to do it. He's he's, he's, what he just as Barack Obama. Listen, these are the largest collective group of cowards that I have seen in political history in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the most cowardice group of men and women I have ever seen. Agreed. And they can miss me from now on with this conversation they talk about love of country and God. Because you now have a man that you place in higher regard than your Lord and Savior. And I'm sorry, that's not forgivable to me. These people are more afraid and want to be in Trump's good graces than they are the Constitution uh-huh. or God's grace. They're just yeah, they're cowards, man. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. always about the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Now. See, they use that Constitution when it's convenient. Yes. 
And we're not in the Constitution. People of color are not in the Constitution. See, and Mm -hmm. and I don't know, you know, look, y'all can quit telling me. They can stop saying to us that, that like Pence with his ignorant behind, who Donald Trump left over there, who had, they had a hit out on him. He was upset at first. Now he's then he said we me and me and the president we never agree on this day. But now guess what his last statement is? That systemic racism is a, is a left wing myth. Yes. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Are you kidding me, man? Wow. So you, here you go again. You know, and mm-hmm. and and the problem with racism is the only way we get to solve racism is that we admit that there is racism. Right. Coming up, it is our last break of the day, and at 49 minutes after the hour, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day on this Thursday. Hey, you know something? Let me say this in closing. Okay. I've been kind of observing the landscape of what's going on in our country and with politics and all. And I am, just like most of you, like really distraught and disturbed about the condition of politics today. Uh, But I'm also a bit encouraged because we had so many positive results came out of our election this past year that we changed the landscape of this country with our voting bloc. And what happened, actually, the good thing about this is, is they've awakened a sleeping giant. Because really, I do understand when people say my vote don't count, but your vote does count. But for the first time, we watched it count in real time. We watched in real time Milwaukee come through. We watched Detroit jump this whole thing off. And Detroit came through. And then we watched Atlanta come through. And then we watched Philly come through. And then we watched Arizona come through. And we watched them go away. And they lost. And they lost so badly that they've gotten together now and come up with all of these laws and Kemp and Georgia and all these other people in Texas passing all these voter suppression laws and amendments to stop and slow down the vote of people of color. But I have some news for them. No matter what you do, it's not going to work because the tide has turned. And it has nothing to do with you because you are not greater than we are. You are not. If you were, you would have gotten rid of us by now. But you can't because we are greater than you are. And I'm talking about that evil part, not America, but the evil part of this country. Because all people aren't bad. We've had a lot of good people that are not of color that have helped with this Black Lives Matter movement. But for that evil scourge of people, that relentless person that don't want to give us quarter, equality, or nothing else, you are not stronger than us. We've survived it all. We survived slavery. 
What else can you do to us? What other evil thing can you conjure and concoct for us that's worse than slavery? We survived it. We're going to survive this too. But we have news for you. The tide has turned. We're different people now. The young people, the athletes in this country, the entertainers in this country, the young soldiers that we have now, you can't talk to them any kind of way. You can't do them any kind of way. They get involved and they get on social media, man, they're going to run you up out of here. So we're going to run you all up out of here in our very next election. You're going to have your red states. We understand that. We know how the game go. We ain't going to win Nebraska. We got it. We ain't going to get Wyoming. We got it. We got it. But we got Arizona. And we got Georgia. And we had a shot at the Carolinas. But we're going to get you, though. And you and the blue block, you'll never get that back. But we are going to get rid of Governor Kemp through the vote. I'm not threatening you by any stretch of the imagination. I am telling you we are going to vote in spite of everything you've done. We're going to vote. We're going to stand in the line. We're going to pre-register. We're going to show up with two, three different IDs. We're going to show up with water bills, electric bills. We're going to show up with whatever we got to. But we're going to show you something, though. Because we have the ability and the power to prove something to you. All of this movement that you all created talking about Stop Stacey Abrams, we watching that too. And you're not going to do that to her. I promised her when she came on the show that she had some friends in the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We soldiers. The Ricky Smiley Show is soldiers. D.L. Hughley Show is soldiers. Omega Men run these airways. And we get on the united front when it comes to a common cause. And the welfare of our people is our common cause. That's when we unite. Ain't no you, you the competitive station. No, 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 no. We, the, we, we, we are unified people. Kemp, this is your last term. You're going to be gone. Just like we put Ossoff and Warnick in office. We're going to put Stacey Abrams in. She run again, you gone. So whatever bill you sign, we're going to unsign it. And for all of you that's such followers of Trump and that know that this lie, this whole lie that you all have been telling and pushing concerning this election, all of you, all of you that are not in a red state, you gone. You are gone. Watch. It's nothing you can do. You can't show people who they are and then all of turn around and tell them who they're not because they done seen it. And we've seen now that our vote works, that our vote changes things. And we are forever changed because of this. I thank God for the athletes, for the rappers, the singers, the entertainers, the TikTokers, the Instagram people, Everybody that got out and pushed the vote. We got a midterm coming up, and we're going to go to the midterm like we do for the general election. And we're going to show you something. Y'all going to be gone. Bye. I'm not going to have to say it too many more times. So bye. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Have a nice day. See y'all tomorrow.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 